Welcome to Fortress of the Tribe. I'm your host, Ricky Antonori. And this week, the All Indians went 5-1, and one, a huge week for us, especially because we came out of the weekend playing the All Red Sox in a, in a big series where, you know, the, in the real world, the MLB, the uh, Indians and the Red Sox actually split their series. But the All Indians in the virtual professional league, we, we were able to take three out of four from the Red Sox in a big weekend where uh, the pitching staff really came through. Uh, Edgar, Ed, Edwin Encarnacion, uh, well, coming off the DL, had a big weekend. And to top it all off, the our twins had a rough weekend, which, you know, you don't want to get ahead of yourself, but let's put it this way. We have a magic number now for the Arrhenians to clinch the division. It is now down to 25. I'm kind of excited about this as we've talked throughout the other shows of the podcast. You know, the virtual world, it takes a lot of algorithms and, and math where you take everyday performance shove it into an algorithm, the sabermetrics where it's linear weights and uh, war and all those other type of things that they talk about that old time baseball, you know, fanatics freak out about. But uh, this is the 2018 and, and this is where the world of baseball today. So the R Indians are on the cusp of clinching division. We're hoping we could do this in the next two weeks, maybe three. Uh, one of the things that's going on right now is the waiver trade deadline where we actually did make a couple of moves uh, to help out with the outfield. We picked up Austin Jackson. Uh, now, he was with the Real Indians last year. He plays with the Mets currently. Uh, it's helping us out because Austin Jackson can play all three different outfield positions. Uh, he's in the lineup every day for the Mets. Uh, and uh, that he goes along with Greg Allen, Michael Brantley, and uh, Melky Cabrera, as well as Brandon Geyer and – in the latest trade we made last month, which I talked about, we picked up Mark Kana. So our outfield, we have a six outfielders technically, but Kana plays also first base. Jackson plays all three outfield positions. Geyer plays all three outfield positions. And Allen plays all three outfield positions. This gives a lot of depth in the outfield, which the, in the real world, the Indians are lacking right now. Uh, another thing we have going on, it's a big trade. It comes out tomorrow. We are picking up in a trade waiver uh, – Ramos, the all-star catcher. Obviously, I can't go into all full names being uh, some rights and stuff like that. But we're picking up Ramos, the catcher, who's now on the Phillies. And he's going to join Gomez, Gomes, our catcher. So we're going to have two all-star catchers playing on the team to really solidify. I felt this was needed to get done because when we come playoff time, we want to have the strongest possible offense going. Uh, we're going to have to face the R Yankees. They, they already won 90 games this year. Uh, we're, our record right now is 82 and 45. Uh, we're also going to be facing the Angels, who have 88 wins. So, and the wild card teams are looking like the uh, Houston R Astros and the R Red Sox. Now, with all these teams, the R Indians during the season, we've split everything. We haven't we haven't lost a, a series yet. I'm really excited about it. Uh, the next thing I want to go into is we have a special guest tonight: uh, actor, comedian Jay Palumbo. He's been in the movie Beer League, as well as a number of other things. Jimmy, welcome to the show. Hey, what's up, man? How are you? I'm all right. How's things been? Ah, things are good. Things are good here. Yeah, you're actually very busy right now. You're actually doing a, you're actually filming a current show. You also have some uh, voiceovers and cartoons, correct? Yeah, I've been doing, uh, I've been blessed. It was, it was slow there for a while, believe me. I get nervous when it gets slow, yeah. as all character actors do when they get older. But uh, I've been blessed. I've booked a uh, couple different things. Uh, 
going to be on that show FBI coming on CBS. Nice. And uh, he did a stick on Blue Bloods too. Yeah, yeah, Blue Bloods I did years back. It's still on uh, repeats. Um, and uh, that was cool. I got to work with uh, Tom Selleck. And I'm doing a show called uh, Tell Me a Story. That was cool. It's coming on CBS as well. And I worked on that Amazon Prime show, um, uh, Marvelous Miss Maisel. Oh, nice. It, uh, it was cool. It was awesome cast there. And I did this uh, animation thing called Pinocchio. And I got to work with the voice of SpongeBob. That was awesome. And, uh, <laughs> My son would love that. He was picking the SpongeBob right SpongeBob now. SpongeBob in the flesh. It's awesome. And, uh, <laughs> of course, he looked at me like I was a jerk off, but that's another story. And uh, I bold, uh, booked a movie called Tiger Tail. Okay. I'm actually recurring on a, a show called Search Party on TBS. So we shoot that next month. So, well, with all that said, and I have to say thank you for scheduling some time with me. And, and what's I'm even more excited about is this is going to be a regular uh, week-to-week thing, Jimmy and I. Yeah, I look forward to together. it. Uh, Jimmy's big into sports. Uh, if you haven't seen it before, he was in the movie Beer League with Artie Lang, uh, Ralph Macchio, a couple of other actors that you'd see that you'd recognize. Uh, I got to say, you know, Jimmy, I was watching the movie. I was actually – Quite impressed by your, your ball-playing ability. Jimmy plays shortstop in the movie. And um, one of his big things, he's very big into his batting average. Uh, so I started calling him Mr. 706 because he actually does a wedding toast bragging about his batting average in a beer league softball game. Yeah, it was uh, – <laughs> that became – you know, beer league's a little bit of a cult hit. Yep. Uh, some guys still come up to me and say, oh, 706. And so – Whenever they have – some people want me to sign these beer league things and stuff. I, uh, I actually sign it with my name, and then I write 706 under it. That's cool. Out who, who, who else – you know, if you haven't seen the movie, you have no idea what I'm talking about. But you have. No, you still get it, you know? definitely some – you know, like you said, it's a cult following, but it's, it's actually a pretty big following. Um, <laughs> it's on Amazon uh, Prime TV or Netflix. It's, it's, it's called Beer League with Artie Lang. And um, one of the oh, things yeah. I did – was impressed by we were talking um sometime setting the show up was you got a nice swing man i mean i played d2 yeah. ball and i play a little well, listen the the reason why it started is when i years ago i uh, uh I, I still play I, i'm a pretty good hitter but i'm a little older now so <laughs> i don't quite bat 706 but there was one year where i got like 50 hits in like 15 games i just was on fire and i i kept my stats and when I met the director and writer of Beer League, we were talking about, you know, softball. And I told him one year I got, you know, I, I got like 50 hits in a year. And he's like, you keep stats in softball? So he thought it was so funny. So we wrote it into the script. And uh, now, of course, you know, I don't quite bat 706. But uh, I got a couple of hits last week. We won a playoff game. We got another playoff game on Wednesday. All right. As long as it's not 076, you'll be all right. No, I still got it. But, you know, I – I play a little first place and I DH. I don't play short no more. My shortstop days are over. <laughs> yeah, I hear you. I, since I moved out to Ohio, I've been, I've been dying to get back into the game. I haven't found one yet. Uh, I've been busy with the, out there. other stuff, with the work, with the back company and the uh, virtual league. Uh, but, you know, so speaking of sports, we go into, you know, Jimmy's a Yankee fan. I'm a, you know, a Met fan. And now that, I'm an, now that I own the virtual Indians, I'm an Indian fan as well. But, um, 
you know, I got to say, the, the Mets came out of the, you know, as outside of yesterday's game, I was pretty excited to watch some of the Mets uh, this, this past games when the pitching came through, throwing a few shutouts against the Nationals. You know, it's, it's weird about the Mets. I mean, look, I, I, listen, I, 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 technically, I guess the Mets stink. But, you know, I was – careful. They were, they, were talking, <laughs> they were talking about how if you take away the month of June, you know, the Mets are not as awful as, you know, uh, you think. They just had a really bad 30-game stretch that was pathetic. And mm. since then, they've just been, like, lousy, but, you know, not, not as bad – I think they're only like six, seven games under 500 if you take away June. But in June, I think they were three and 27. So, you know, that kind yeah, of killed it, it, it was a little rough. But, you know, I do bleed blue and orange, so I have to defend my team. Ah, you um, got I like the pitching staff I like. If they can stay healthy, I think they, you know, when they're healthy and on, they can shut anyone down. It's Well, I mean, I, I think you got some ownership problems there. Um you know, uh, the, the Mets are just always going to be the Mets. Um, they seem to not be able to put together anything for long term. Uh, but you know what? I'm a Yankee fan, so I look at the Mets like they're a minor league team, you know. Gee, thanks. It must be real rough, rough in life to go through every year thinking you're going to win uh, the championship. Well, hey, listen, the Yankees are playing good ball, and uh, we're still behind the Red Sox. Although the Red Sox are, uh, you know, Yankees are only five games out, which I can't believe. Oh, um, uh, yeah, they had a big week this weekend. Yeah, well, they swept Baltimore, who stinks. And uh, they're the Mets of the American League. And well, it was also uh, Kansas City. Let's, we're not that bad. Hey. Yeah. <laughs> the, uh, and uh, uh, we'll see. I mean, you know, the Yankees, though, you know, you know, the wild card one game, you know, that's tough. I don't care who you are, any baseball team can lose a game. But I guess that's the way it should be. I guess, you know, if you don't well, win the division. If you didn't earn the right to win the division, then, yeah, one and out, one and done. Yeah, part of me thinks it should be something different. I don't know. Maybe best out of three, but all the games are on the road. Something like that. I don't know. It's not a bad idea, actually. One game just doesn't work for me. But Well, I think that's what the Yankees' weakness is, is that for one game, who are you going to throw? Severino hasn't he's, – he's, I mean, look, I, I think he's going to – I think he's a very good pitcher. I'm not going to – I like I to, I love to bash him, I, but I'm I not going to. And you got, you know, do you throw the fat man in there, CC? Uh you know, he's a veteran, can handle a big spot. I, I think – I really think we're going to find that out. Um, I think uh, Boone's decision is going to be made for him. I think you're going to see it on the field. He's going to know who to pitch, you know. So. All right. Yeah, now who you got? It's tough, you know. But the Yankees are tough. They're hanging in here. Right. Now, Didi Judge, went down, right? Didn't Didi go down recently? Yep. And now Judge is supposed to be coming back in maybe like two weeks. And Sanchez has just come came back, but he's still, you know, he's not all there yet. But you know, I don't know. It's uh, but the Yankees are. I think they're a tough team. They don't. They didn't die. They didn't go away. You know. No, they didn't. I mean, hey, they had last year. They were close, one game away from winning the series. Um, yeah, as, as from a Met fan, Met fan perspective, you know, we have our mm -hmm. moments. They usually come once every thirty years, but uh, when <laughs> yeah. they do, they're awesome. <laughs> But uh, it's have it, they have it. But uh, it seems like the Mets can't put together a five or six years where they're decent. Uh, maybe around 2000, they did, I guess. Yeah, from 98, 99, 2000, and 2001. Yeah, that was it. Yeah, uh, that was what Piazza is. 69 to 73, they weren't bad either. But 
Oh, they were, yeah, they were good then. The injuries hurt them without them. But, uh, but other exciting stuff is it's we're approaching fall, and you know what happened? We got playoff fever baseball. Football starts in a couple of weeks. The NFL. Um, both of us have to be Giant fans. I know that. Yes. But yeah. I think you know football. You know, besides, you know, let's not get political and get into the whole um, national anthem thing. But I mean, it's exciting to. I think the Giants can do something. This year in the East Division, if they get their front line going, well, I, I, I the, the the Giants took. I mean, with with Beckham being healthy, and they just signed him, by the way. Beckham, five years, ninety five million, sixty five million guaranteed. But I mean, you know, it, it's a point where uh, I think the Giants on offense are going to be able to do some. They're going to be able to do some things. Um, I just a matter of their defense, you know, new coaching staff, putting it all together, blah blah blah. But um, I, I don't think the Cowboys are going to be all that great. Yeah. Eagles are still the team to beat. They're very good. They got good talent. But I'm actually excited for the first time in a long time for the Giants' season. Um, you know, with Barkley and Beckham and Eli, the veteran, I, I think it's going to be uh, – I'd be curious what happens with these guys. I think the Giants are going to be fun to watch. You got really Shepard also – besides, besides Beckham, you got Shepard and you got Ingram also. Yeah, I mean, those guys, I think their offense should be able to put points on the board. The defense, you know, I'm not so sure about, but our offensive line is a little shaky, so it could, it could backfire. But, um, but, you know, the NFL is weird. It's a year-to-year league. You know, you lose opening day, right? And then week two, you lose on a field goal with 10 seconds ago. You're 0-2, and it almost seems like the season's a wash. You know, it just goes away. Um, on the other hand, if you start out three or four and zero, maybe you're not that good, but you you, you know the team starts to believe. Um, you see it all the time. Teams go from being really good to being really awful, and teams go from being really awful to really good in one year. You know, right. so uh, I, 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 but I, I think the Giants are going to be tough. I also think the Jets are going to be fun to watch too. I think it's going to be a good time to live in New York with uh, Darnold playing at quarterback. I think he's got something to say, and uh, I think he's going to be running around and doing well. So, uh, you know, maybe it's time this whole uh, this whole Patriot thing finally falls apart, you know? Well, as long as Tom Brady's still standing and Belichick's the helm, that's going to be tough for them. They just, you know, it's, it's amazing. They just never suck. He's 40, he's 40, 41, 41 playing NFL football and playing it well. It's, it's unbelievable. And even Belichick, like – I mean, that, that, you know, uh, that, that, you know, I've, even with Cleveland, you know, if they didn't decide to move, I think Belichick might have turned that around. It, it's, it's, it's like anything, every time Belichick is involved with a team, it seems like they never suck. It's well, only, I mean, let's, let's, let's be honest, on well, One Belichick. thing, which I think what makes the Patriots fascinating is if you go back in history, look at the dynasties, they all had a core of, five, six, eight players that were around for, you know, that period of time. The Patriots, Tom Brady. I mean, that, that, that's – It's unbelievable. And they just plug different in other people every, every two years. Different receivers, different this. And, you know, coaching staff changes too. Yeah. Um, a lot of his coaches go on to coach other places. Right. That's they're, correct. They're, 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 the, the B brothers, Belichick and Brady um, – I think I got a feeling, though, this year, maybe the wheels come off a little bit this year. 
I don't know. I'm basing it on nothing, but yeah, I just well, hey, you know, like I said, thankfully, um, how many I'm, years? I'm thankful for technology because you know, having to move from New York to the Ohio area, um, I have satellites, so I can at least watch the games. Right. Um, I will say for the baseball season, I put on one the MLB mix. I get to watch eight games at once. That's great. It's, it's it's an amazing. <laughs> I think about sometimes my grandfathers who who got me into sports, especially baseball and football. Uh, what they would think about if they were around these, this day to uh, be able to watch eight games at once. You know, they would be Yankee fans themselves, but to be able to watch what like, like Mike Trout's doing for the Angels or Altuve for the Astros, you know, um, kids, Kuna uh, for the Braves and uh, was he Soho for the Nationals. He's 19 years old. It's amazing how these kids come up and they just, and they just completely like dominate. And then sometimes you get a kid that's, you know, big time prospect and he doesn't do that much, you know? Yeah. Uh, and, and, uh, but some of these kids are 19. Yep. Unbelievable. Well, I got to be honest with you. Uh, at the back company, uh, we signed a kid to a back contract named Heliot Ramos. Keep an eye on, listen for that name. He's the San Francisco Giants, June 2017, number one pick. At 17, they sent him to high A. They didn't even go to rookie ball. He's in high A. He's, he's batting 320 with 10 home runs. Wow. He runs a 60-yard dash in 6.4 seconds. Wow. I mean, that's wow. entering Mickey Mantle territory running-wise. Yeah. I know. And, and imagine that he could be – you know, in the old days, they want guys to keep him down. Now they just move him up. You well, know, it's it, 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 – You need to give him time to, de- you know – To develop and stuff like that. But not well, – I mean, pitchers, think you know, about pitchers, pitchers they, watch film too, you know. Oh, yeah. But if you think about it, they've moved the retirement age in baseball from like 37 to 40 down to 33 to 37. I know. It's unbelievable. I mean, guys, for you to hang around into your your late 30s in baseball nowadays, that's beyond special, I think. But do do you think the reason for that is, I think because in the old days, it was a paycheck. You know, if you hang on another year and go sign with the Padres or Tampa Bay, you pick up, you know, 200 grand, 300 grand. Some of these guys now, you know, the, 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 they, they, you know, like a Mike Messina, although he pitched, you know, pretty late. What, he, you know, you make $300 million in your career. Why do you got to sign that last season with the Tigers? You know what I mean? You I got to think it's for the love of the game or something like that. But I also think it's shifted with the st- statistics. And again, I, I mentioned sabermetrics and all these different all these different things that aren't even on the back. Well, they're on the back of baseball cards now. But when we grew up, you, if I told you war 15 years ago, you would look at me like I had a third head or, right. you know, you know, OBP, you know, and um, it was the, the slugging. I can't even think of the abbreviation right now for slugging percentage and stuff like that. But um, it's, it's a, the stats themselves have changed the game, which is where I think, the age for, you know, a ball player now has decreased. So instead of a ball player playing from 25 to 40, he's now playing from 20 to 35. Yeah. I, I wonder, I wonder, uh, I'm guessing that's true for all the leagues. Um, you know, uh, basketball, hockey. I mean, it's just a younger, you know, may, maybe everybody's just, you know, why, why waste time? Get the kid up. You know, I think you run into some maturity problems with some players, but yeah. some kids just, uh, you know, they play this club ball since they're 13, and they're kind of they're, – they're groomed for it, you know? 
Yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm not someone who believes in that play one sport and specialized thing. I think you should play a number of different sports. I used to train people. So I, to me, we used to tell people when the season was over, I don't want to see you for two months. Go play, go swimming, go, go play basketball, go play tennis, anything different but baseball or something else. Right. Yeah. No, I mean that. that I, I, I mean, I, I'm sure there's got to be some kind of uh, statistical analysis and breakdown about, you know, using different muscles and stuff by switching up sports and blah blah blah. Oh, that's. Um, fair. I mean, let's be honest. I mean, guys are getting. I mean, I realize they're making millions upon millions of dollars, but I don't know if you remember reading this about two months ago. Brandon Morrow, the closer for the Cubs, had to go to the 10 day disabled list because he pulled something in his back, pulling his pants on. I mean, I got one better. I thought it was actually funny. Uh, Rashe <laughs> Davis, the outfielder for the Indians, last week went on the 10-day DL for hemorrhoids. I, I foot and mouth disease. <laughs> foot and mouth disease you got now. I, you know, back in the day, you would ever think, you know, uh, Willie Mays or anything like would go out for back something. Back in the like day, they just, they just sat a guy for two games and no one said anything. But now you got all these uh, – podcasts and uh, right. ESPN and local newspapers and, you know, uh, everybody's trying to find out why you're not playing. Meanwhile, he's got hemorrhoids. <laughs> Which, by the way, now that I'm, old, I'm an older man, it's not so funny. Although, I still think I could get a base hit with hemorrhoids playing softball. <laughs> <laughs> you know what happens? There'll be cybermetrics on that. Here comes Altuve. He bats 305 with hemorrhoids. <laughs> That would be that'll that'll be a stat on fantasy baseball. Hey, you need to get this guy when he has hemorrhoids. He batted three hundred. He's good. <laughs> no, I mean it's an exciting time for sports right now. I mean, fall's coming around. Once football starts, it's like a month and a half later. You got hockey and, and basketball too, um, and then you know around the time the World Series is playing, it's it gets. I, I'm looking forward to. Uh, you know, college football starts uh, this Saturday. Um, uh, I look forward to that. Um, as you know, or maybe you don't know, I'm a huge Rutgers fan. Oh, wait, wait. wait. Before you go into that, before you go into that, I'm at the office today, and, of course, the schedule came out. And being that, you know, I'm in Ohio, everyone in Ohio, you know, does stops everything for the Ohio State football team, which I just don't understand. But um, – my wife and I actually plan our shopping days on Saturdays when, when the football schedule comes out so that, cause we know no one will be in the store, but um, I'm sure <laughs> it came up. So who's going to work with Saturday and who's doing this. And of course they got to uh, the Rutgers game against Ohio state. And right away, you know, I know you're a big Rutgers fan, so I'll let, I'll let you have your moment with them. But um, <laughs> my moment, your moment, I deserve. But, but they were ragged. They're like, Oh, that's an easy win. That's, you know, that's nothing we have to worry about. Uh, well, yeah. listen, there was a writer in Ohio who said that Rutgers will never beat Ohio State ever. <laughs> really? I mean, think about that. Never? But then I started thinking about it, you know. And I'm like, you know what? If I was in Vegas and the bet was, will Rutgers ever beat Ohio State? I think I would say yes. I mean, they will not win. <laughs> so There's going to come a day. There's going to come a day, though. I don't know. Um, but we just announced we're starting a, a freshman quarterback who I'm big on. I think this kid's a game changer for Rutgers. And uh, we just got to get lucky that one of these kids, because, you know, we don't get the four and five star recruits like Michigan and Ohio State and Penn State get. 
But we do get a couple of good guys. So I'm hoping that if we just grab this kid, Artur Sitkowski, he's a freshman, uh, and he got an easy start. They just announced him he's starting on Saturday. And if he could be, you know, uh, pretty good, I think Rutgers will be vastly improved. Um, okay. But, you know, week two, you got Ohio State at Ohio State. You know, that, that's an impossible game to win, you know. Um, but I'm hoping that maybe with uh, – maybe we can beat Texas State. Okay. Uh, who – they're not that good. And then be 1-0. and And maybe, you know, with the whole uh, Urban Meyer junk going on, maybe Ohio State will be a little asleep at the wheel. And uh, I just want a game competitive. I mean, I was at the 78 nothing game. So uh, it was uh, brutal. Um, so, uh, but I, I, maybe we'll play him a little tougher. Maybe we'll cover the spread's probably going to be 38 40. Yeah, I mean, I, you know, co- I know college football is huge for a lot of people. It's not something I actually ever got into that much. I follow it, but I, I once went to a Notre Dame versus Navy game, which this is, before, this is when Navy was really bad. And they've had a couple, they've had a number of years now where they've been competitive. But I remember going to the game and I went, I'm watching and they come for the coin flip. And everyone in Notre Dame is like six foot seven, about 300 pounds. And everyone for the Navy, because they have their weight limits, is about five foot 11 and about 200. And I'm like, how is this going to even be a competitive game? I know, but Navy runs, they do that wishbone stuff. They run the verve. Yeah. And then they run that well, too. Let me tell you, it's funny. Rutgers used to play. Army and Navy every year. Yep. And for years, we lost a lot of times. We, have, we had better talent. But when Greg Schiano took over, we lost his first year. And he said in a press conference, like, we were just not ready for that. But that, that won't happen again. And every year under Schiano, I got to admit, we were prepared for the wishbone. Yeah. And there were, under Schiano, I think he was there 12 years. I bet we were like, 10 and two against those guys. Um, the problem is when you have a, say you're Alabama or Notre Dame, you don't want to spend hours of practice time. You know what I mean? For right. one game a year. And you'll see a really good team will play Navy. And if you're not ready for that verve and the wishbone thing, man, you, you get smoked, you know, <laughs> uh, well, they run the right down. in the fourth quarter, they start to wear, you know, uh, they wear them down, you know, on offense. Because Navy right. doesn't have the defense, you know what I mean? Yeah. But No, but, I mean, hey, it's an exciting time. Um, we do have to wrap things up, and I want to thank you very much for coming on the show, and I look forward to doing this every week. Yeah, you got it, bro. You know, um, you got any big plans for the next couple of days? Well, I'm going to be uh, – I got some auditions. I'm working on my house a little bit, and I got, uh, I got the Rutgers game on Saturday. And, uh, you know, I'm going to spend time with the family, and then uh, – and that's it. That's All right. Me. Well, Jimmy, you have a good night. I want to thank you very much for joining the Fortune of the Tribe. You got and it, my friend. You got it. We'll see you next week. You got it. Fortunes of the Tribe is brought to you by Trendbond.com. For all your entertainment news, go to Trendbond.com. Decaslides. Decorative covers for your Apple earbuds or Beats headphones. Shop at D-E-K-A-S-L-I-D-E-S dot com. Decaslides.com. 224 Performance. Taking elite training 
to a whole new level. Visit 224performance.com. RC Solutions, professional promotional products at your fingertips. Go to rcsolutions.us, mention rindians.com and receive 10% off. Empire Baseball, baseball, softball, strength training, and college recruiting, all at Empire Baseball. Simply Mocktail, take a trip to the islands by going to your refrigerator. Drink Simply Mocktail, order on Facebook. Fortune of the Tribe is property of M. Joe Athletics. Hey, welcome to the show, Fortress of the Tribe. You're listening to Rick Antonori, the owner of the R Indians. It's been a while since we had a show. I want to thank you for joining us. One of the things that have been going on is, well, it's just been real busy trying to finish out the season. Uh, the R Indians were smoking through the month of September, going 25 and two. We won four straight weeks of the best record, and then uh, we also probably—I haven't got the official word yet—but we probably won the best record of the month. This is all, you know, a little bit of money that we win from our sports, stuff like that. But more importantly, we are starting the playoffs. Uh, they've already started. Uh, the R Pirates beat the R Braves in the first wild card game. And then the R Astros defeated the R Twins. So at this particular moment, the R Pirates are now playing the R Nationals. Today's game, the R Nationals won. And the first game of the three, best three out of five. So the R Cubs who won their division, are now facing the um, who won? the Dodgers, our Dodgers. Now, the our Dodgers actually won their first game this season, um, I mean, in the, in the playoffs, so they're 1-0 as well. So currently, the Dodgers and our Nats are up 1-0 in their series, respectively. The our Astros defeated the Twins, as I mentioned before, so now they play the our Yankees. But what about your our, twi- our Indians? Well... Uh, we wound up, as I said, getting real hot for the month of September and taking over uh, first place a long time ago, but actually moving up in the potential standings to win the best record of the league. We gave it a good fight. Um, actually, the R. Washington Nationals, they did win the overall record. They won 115 games and lost 47. Uh, we, the R. Indians, tied with the R. Yankees at 113 and 49. I'm really excited about the season, how it went. I think it's uh, been it's been a you know a marathon, and um, I think what the only thing that can happen now is you root for the best. I mean, uh, we're in the playoffs. It's going to be a totally different animal. I'm gonna get into that in one second. Uh, right now, uh, let's listen to a little bit of music, and then we'll get into that. Day. I watch the world 
Okay, that's enough of a musical break. Uh, so, what happens? The season ended. Again, we came in first place. We won that by a large margin. And we're getting ready for the playoffs, which start Monday, October 8th, 1 o'clock game on the app Game Changer. You can see the game live. It's completely different than how the season is done. Most of the season, you know, I could set up a lineup by 7 o'clock in the morning, uh, have a good idea on how the game's going to go, and, you know, let the computer generate the game. Now that we're in the playoffs, everything is different. You actually, I am managing against another person uh, for the R Angels. I don't know who that is. Uh, we haven't met yet. Uh, we may meet the winter meetings in Las Vegas, December 15th and 16th. So what is the game plan? Well, first of all, all the players are given their season average weights and sabermetrics, war, linear weights, all that kind of stuff that involves sabermetrics in our sports. Once that happens, those that are in the playoffs playing, so in the real world, the Indians are playing the Astros and the Yankees are playing Boston right now, the Braves are playing the Dodgers, um, and all the other playoff games. But So what happens is this. So the, those players that in real life are playing still in the playoffs, they're going to accumulate stats for each game. Those stats, if those players are on your team, you have to use. Um, so if... I got to be honest with you, the first game watching the Indians and Astros, Corey Kluber went out and threw a stinker for the uh, for the Indians, the real Indians in Major League Baseball. What does that mean for us? Well, I have to going to have to use Kluber sooner or later. It's uh, four innings. He gave up four runs, only struck out two, hit two batters, so it's not going to be a good game. Now, the difference is I am facing the Angels. This does help me out slightly. Uh, in the overall sense that most of the angels on the our angels that is are not in the playoffs uh, a couple of guys are but not that many so i'm going to be playing really against guys with already a season average so i might have a little bit of an advantage i'm not exactly sure i'm gonna go into the game tomorrow on game changer and uh try to f- figure this out um as the game's going it's gonna be definitely different for us, the R Indians, uh, those rooting for us, again, the game is on the app Game Changer, 1 p.m. Eastern Standard Time. Uh, just go in there, log in, sign up. It's free. And then search teams. You would put R Indians, one word. Uh, we should come up. You hit schedule. The game will be there, and you're off and running. Uh, for us, I'm going with a different strategy somewhat. As I said, watching the real Indians play the – Astros over the last couple of games they didn't do too well so uh, I gotta you know look into this and say okay how are we gonna try to manufacture runs I'm sure the our Angels are gonna throw one of their best pitchers who was uh, Mike Mikolos he has, he had a phenomenal season in real life going 18 and four I'm sure he has he has real good linear weight stats average wise so I've already got those that I could see so I know it's gonna be a tight game um I'm probably going to hold Kluber off to another game and go with other players. Uh, for the R Indians, Julius Jacin went out the other day and threw a shutout, five innings, two hits against the Rockies. So I have that in the bank. I also have Carlos Carrasco who threw five, uh, five and two-thirds innings or five and a third innings yesterday, only giving up two runs. I have that in the bank. I'm thinking we may hold on to those for games two and three. Uh, offensively, uh, the Indians haven't done anything. So what are we going to do? Well, 
I'm probably going to sit Kipnis. I'm probably going to sit um, Alonzo, who's done nothing so far in the playoffs. And I'm probably going to go a little bit more uh, with guys that have just set good seasonal dinner weights. We have Wilson Ramos, the all-star catcher National League this year, 2018. He's on our team. His uh, season ended with a 315 batting average, 16 home runs, a 380 on base percentage. I'm hoping we could use that, bank that, bat him clean up. He's batting. He's using the DH position. Encarnacion is going to play first, and Gomes is going to be behind the plate. What does that leave for uh, other players? Well, I'm going to tell you right after this little musical break. left off I was talking about shaking things up actually and and playing guys who are not in the playoffs currently another player is Jonathan VR Uh, had a decent season not a great one in the first half of the year but came back with some decent offensive numbers played a solid second base he's definitely starting for us tomorrow afternoon after that uh, it's gonna be a little bit of a surprise I'm not sure exactly who they're throwing so I've set two lineups up I think what helps us out is we're deep. The Indians are a deep team that has many moving pieces that we can use. Uh, some of those are uh, Marcana. We got him from the RAs uh, along with Lou Trevino, the bullpen specialist, and Julius Familia, the closer. So Kana plays all three outfield positions as well as first base. He strokes left-handed pitching. So... He's definitely in the lineup if the Orangels throw a lefty at us. Uh, what does that mean if they throw a righty at us? Well, then Connor's on the on the bench and he's going to be a pinch hitter if they, you know, they come with a, a lefty specialist against us. I also have Geyer for that role as well. Uh, Brandon Geyer will come off the bench uh, as a against the left-hander uh, to hit, probably pinch hit, uh, maybe play right field a little bit. He is a little bit defensive player than uh, Cabrera, so Cabrera is going to start for us. And then we'll probably make the defensive switch somewhere in the sixth, seventh inning, depending on how the game's going. Uh, again, it's going to be live. Um, every at bat uh, is going to be needed. A decision is going to be need to be made. Uh, it's it's going to be uh, pretty exciting. It's definitely different than what I'm used to doing. Um, hopefully, we come out with the best with this. I've been f- sitting down most of this weekend, trying to come up with a game plan and strategize. Uh, but at the same time, I, I was reminded to go with my gut, and that's what we're going to wind up doing. I'm not going to give everything away. Some of it's going to be surprised, you know, if I'm able to finish this podcast and put it out by this evening. I want to uh, not give things away. So um, 
uh, you know, I think we're going to see what goes on uh, as the game goes on. You know, I'm hoping that uh, the R Indians can produce some offense. I mean, based off what I've seen the last two games in the real world, it's going to be a struggle. Um, the diff- the big differences of the wild card in this, the monkey wrench, is that I'm facing the R Angels. I'm not facing the uh, R Astros. Um, you know, in real stats-wise, the R Angels have a, a mix ga- of guys that are in the minor leagues as well as some major leagues. Now, obviously, they have Mike Trout, you know, the, you know definitely the best baseball player in the game today. So I'm going to have to be wary of him. Uh, they also have the shortstop, Algerton Simmons, had a solid season, good offensive numbers. Justin, number, Justin Upton crushes right-handed pitching, so i got to be careful of him. Uh, other than that, I'm not, you know, I can be a little picky and choosy on who I want to go after as far as attacking certain hitters or maybe intentionally walking some hitters. Um my hope is that you know we're leading after the sixth, seventh inning. Uh, I have Lou Trevino, who pitches for the Athletics in real life. He had a great game against the Yankees in real life in the wild card game. Even though the Yankees won that, Trevino threw three shutout innings, uh, striking out three, no hits. So I have that in the bank. So if my starting pitcher tomorrow can give me a solid five innings, six innings, I go to Trevino. And then the closer, Familia, had a solid game against the Yankees also. Gave up through a solid one inning, no runs. I think he gave up one hit, one strikeout. So if I could, if the first game I could get down to the fifth inning, sixth inning leading, I'm pretty confident that the bullpen can close it out from there. Uh, after that game, though, then, you know, we'll see what happens. You know, I do, like I said, I mentioned before, I got a couple of other starting pitchers who had playoff games already in the real world. Their stats are going to be sent into the the system of the game, and they're going to take part in the average numbers that are laid out. So it's very much, uh, if those who have been around baseball and played different styles of baseball games, the board game Stratomatic, where it's going to be based on probability and the roll of the dice, and we'll see what comes up. Um, offensively, as I mentioned before, I'm a little concerned. I'm hoping that the guys that I'm going to be starting that have just linear weights for the season, they have no playoff stats, will be able to produce some offense because if you've been paying attention to baseball at all, you'll know that uh, the, R, the real Indians and in Major League Baseball have a total of six hits in two games. Uh, I've only scored three runs total. So well, four runs total. So it's a little, uh, a little scary in that aspect. Uh, however, the difference is, you know, the, in the real world, the Indians were about twenty games over five hundred, and the VBL uh, world, the Virtual Baseball League, the R Indians uh, were actually fifty-five games over five hundred. So I'm actually sixty-five games over five hundred. That's how good they were. I just realized that. 65 games over 500. Damn. I mean, we started the season off 1-8. and eight. I was ready to jump off a cliff. Now we're, we finished the season 113-49. and 49. It's a heck of an accomplishment, but I, at this point I really want to go far. I'm hoping uh, we could go to at least the World Series and give it a shot. Um, what's exciting about that is uh, the winter meetings 
just like real baseball is December 15th and 16th in Las Vegas. Uh, the winner will be getting the commissioner's trophy, just like in real baseball. But more importantly, we all play this for one reason, and that's the ring. Uh, well, the winner will be getting rings. I'm, I'm, I would really like to be the inaugural season winner, but the other teams are, are brutally tough as well. Um, during the season with the Yankees, we actually went three and four. However, I want to mention with that, in the beginning of the season, I was still learning the game. The One of the owners of the, our Yankees had played the beta system a year ago. So he oh, he was ahead of me on that. And the first series, they, they did well against me. But then we came out, and um, I did much better against them the second time we played them in, in our home stadium. I believe we went um, two, and, two and one in that series. So, you know, it's going to be... Uh, Hopefully a great playoff. I hope to be a championship run. Uh, if you're got, you want to see what's going on, let's stay tuned to the game. Download the app Game Changer. It's one word, and you can see the games live, uh, play play for play. So it's you know we're gonna see what happens and. Uh, Hopefully you enjoy this. Enjoy what you see. I'm gonna end this uh, with a little Pearl Jam from Black. Actually, I can't end the show with that. I'm not. That's not too slow. Need a little more upbeat song. Let's see if I can find one here to end this with. Um. Oh, here's one. A little different version. I'm talking over it a little bit. So this is Tesla. I'm gonna end out the show with a rendition of Rolling Stone's Street Fighting Man. Enjoy. of the Tribe is brought to you by TrendBond.com. For all your entertainment news, go to TrendBond.com. Decaslides. Decorative covers for your Apple earbuds or Beats headphones. Shop at D-E-K-A-S-L-I-D-E-S.com. Decaslides.com. 224 Performance. Taking LE training to a whole new level. Visit 224performance.com. RC Solutions, professional promotional products at your fingertips. Go to rcsolutions.us, mention rindians.com and receive 10% off. 
Empire Baseball, Baseball, Softball, Strength Training, and College Recruiting, all at Empire Baseball. Simply Mocktail. Take a trip to the islands by going to your refrigerator. Drink Simply Mocktail. Order on Facebook. Fortune of the Tribe is property of MJO Athletics.